0: Hey, Tyler Shields here, pastor of Rockhouse Baptist Church. I want to personally thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. We pray that the message inspires you, encourages you, challenges you to be the person that God desires you to be. And be sure to check us out online at rockhousebaptist.org where you can find out more about how to connect, grow, and go. And now, today's message. Well, this morning, our title of our sermon, uh, I'll get it right. I'm so sorry. The title of our sermon is The Wall Completed, God Does the Impossible. Now, hang on to that. God does the impossible, not necessarily Nehemiah. God works through Nehemiah, okay? Now, I'm going to go ahead and say this. I hope you've enjoyed this sermon as much as I have because, for me, it's been a personal eye-opener, okay? I think you go through life and you get so busy. Is that anybody in here? Yeah, you get so busy, you miss out on the miracles that God's doing every single day in your life. Little miracles. I walked in, I thought my two girls were the only miracles here today. Then I see Miss Beth coming in; she's got two little miracles, right? Yeah, we were roommates, not in college, not in high school. We're a few years apart, but in the I, uh, NICU. I about said that. I, I see you, but I meant the NICU. Okay, and uh, just a blessing that they're here. Apologize, I forgot their names. It's been a whole year since I've seen them. But uh, what a blessing they've been, I'm sure, to their family as well. Um, But back to the sermon. This has opened my eyes. And every day I kind of pray to be a little more like Nehemiah. And we'll get into the story if you're here for the first time or we want to connect, grow, and send you out for Jesus. But um, I want you to understand what Nehemiah's went through from the the beginning till now, okay? What we see in Nehemiah, though, is... Is the power of God working through a person, okay, when they serve the calling that they've been blessed with? Now, for many of us, we have a calling on our life. We do. I don't care if you're a truck driver, if you are a school teacher, a nurse, and this, whatever. God has given you that title for a reason. Doesn't matter. You're working for Him. So once God puts that Calling on our life, we have to possess three things. And this is what Nehemiah has. He has a heavy burden for his people, for God's people. Okay? He has a clear vision of what God has for him. So we have to carry that burden and that vision. It's easy sometimes to feel the weight. God, really? Really, God, you want to send me there? You want me to do that? Is that what you really want? Okay? But... He gives us this vision, and then sometimes, here's the big word, the commitment to follow through with it. We we was talking in D Group this morning. You have to make the choice. God can convict you. God can give you the vision. But you have to make the choice to actually carry it out. We was talking about that in certain situations of overcoming in our life. But this is the way God really moves mountains in our lives. This is the way God works through people to progress His kingdom, okay? So, quick background on Nehemiah before we get into the story. Nehemiah gets news from Jerusalem. This is in chapter 1. I'm going to go through this real quick. That the wall around God's city, Jerusalem, has been torn. It's not there no more. So therefore the city has no protection. Enemy can come from here, there, everywhere. Okay? Now, he has to confront this Persian king, Xerxes, and Obviously, that probably would not a flu if the guy would have looked into it a little more of what Nehemiah was asking, but Nehemiah prayed before he confronted the king, okay? Long story short, the king says yes, and he gives him open letters of protection to send him so he can't be bothered. Open provisions, okay? And then he gets to rebuilding the wall, and, and, and it don't all go easy. If you've not been here, I'm, I'm going through this kind of quickly. It don't all go easy, Okay? He has these men or priests or uh, other people in the community starting tales on him, okay? They are trying to pretty much halt the wall, and there's reasons behind that. We, we're not going to get into all that today, but in chapter 4, we see Nehemiah and his men holding off the enemy with a weapon, and in the other hand, they're rebuilding the wall. That's kind of like us every day, I feel like. Okay, it's a battle of the Spirit. We're fighting that Spirit. Why keep going and trudging through life? Then in chapter 5, we're leading up to 6 here, we see some social injustice, some bad governors. They're taking money from their own people, holding them hostage, okay? They can't get ahead to build the wall because their own people's taken from them. I don't want to get amen because somebody in here probably feels like that at times with your own family sometimes. Then you get over into chapter 6, which is where we're going to be today, okay? And they're still trying to discourage Nehemiah. But if you would, let me ask you this question this morning. Somebody in here is in a similar situation as Nehemiah. I can promise you that. if, If you think you're not, something's going to change real soon, and you're going to have some opposition against you. That's just the way it is in the Christian life, okay? I love to listen to Brother Tom. We talk about him and... His dear wife a lot. I think Tom gets a lot of the credit sometimes, but we know there's a praying woman behind that man doing the leg work. Amen? I used to say, behind every good man's a good, and somebody said dog one day. I, I didn't mean that. I meant a good woman behind the good man. Right? Alrighty. So, somebody in here's probably being ridiculed. Matter of fact, I know you are. You're being ridiculed in some way. Somebody out there is probably trying to tear you down. With words or actions, and you're like Nehemiah, or somebody. Maybe you're not saying you're you're not good enough to do this. This isn't what your calling isn't. This is not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to go this way. Quick example, really quick in my life. Before I've been offered a few opportunities, and we was talking about this in D group this morning. I've been offered a few opportunities that look really grand. I told you about wanting to be the coach of everything in the world, and. Uh, I've had a few opportunities to maybe do that. And then I sit back and I go, Pastor Tyler told me some really important information one time. And it's really hit home with me. He said, Brother, we're talking about the youth group getting started. we was talking about the girls coming into the world because it was about this time last year. He said, When you say yes to something, you're truly saying no to something else. So you've got to be careful what you say yes to. Because if it's not what's best for your family, it's not in God's will, I promise. Because the picture of Jesus in the church is a family. It's the bride and the groom. But if you're feeling pretty comfortable this morning, we did highs and lows in our group this morning. Everybody had a good high, didn't they, Brad? Everybody said, hey, week's been pretty good, you know. Well, listen what First Peter uh, ch- uh, chapter 5, verse 8 says. This is how we're going to start our sermon today, because I want you really focused on how God's working through Nehemiah. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8 says, Be sober-minded. Hmm. Be alert. Your adversary, the devil, is prowling around like a roaring lion, looking for someone or anyone he can devour. Now, anyone is everyone, okay? Don't feel like you're out of his reach. He knows where we're weak, and he will attack us from there. So as we turn our attention to God today, allow him to open our eyes to what's going on around us, okay? Allow him to take us out of our comfort zone to serve the Lord. That's what we're here for. I heard somebody say last week, we're not served to see it." Wait, wait. I do that every time. We're not saved to see it. We're saved to serve. There we go. Help me out, Miss Molly. I hear your voice there. All righty. Let me open us up in prayer, and we'll dive right into the scripture. I'm I'm excited. Here we go. Father God, I thank you, Lord, for your love and your mercy. Father, in the only name that we know how to pray, and that's the name of Jesus Christ, that you work through the words today that you have. If there's somebody under the sound of uh, my voice and listening to your words that doesn't know you, Jesus, may their heart be touched this morning, Father. If they don't give their life to you, may them recognize that you are the way, the truth, and the life. And who the Son sets free is free indeed this morning. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So we're jumping into verse 10. Nehemiah chapter 6, verse 10. We're going to go through 19. We're going to stop at 14 first. It says, I went to the house of Shemaiah." I practiced these all week. I went to the house of Shemaiah, son of Delilah, son of Methibal, who was restricted to his house and he said let's meet at the house of god inside the temple now you got to remember all the opposition that's going on toward nehemiah let's shut the temple doors because they're coming to kill you they're coming to kill you tonight but nehemiah says but i said should a man like me run away how can someone like me enter the temple and live i will not go says, I realized that God had not sent him because of the prophecy he spoke against me. Tobiah and Samballot, we remember those characters, had hired him. He was hired so that I would be intimidated, do as he suggested, sin, and get a bad reputation in order to discredit me. My God, remember Tobiah and Samballot for what they have done Also the prophetess, prophetess, Noah and the other prophets who wanted to intimidate me. My first lesson I want us to learn this morning is to be the example. Be the example like Nehemiah. The first thing I noticed about Nehemiah is that he is so in tune with God. Have you all got that picture from this chapter, from these lessons this week, this sermon? He's so in tune with God that he's not distracted by what's going on around him, I asked myself why. I thought, you know, how is he? And I, and I thought of Tom a little bit. And I thought of a couple more people. How are they? Seem like they're never distracted. How is Nehemiah never distracted? If you ever notice when he's faced, what's the first thing Nehemiah does before he went to the king? He did what? He prayed. His prayer life is in the right spot. His prayer life is on point. Is Some of us younger folks would say. He's always praying, no matter what. And check this out. I I heard Kyle say that, something along the lines this week, and I thought, that fits right in here. Nehemiah's always praying. Don't think for a second that God doesn't want to hear your smallest prayers, your smallest problems. Whatever you think he wouldn't give a care about, he wants to hear that. That's his message to us. I mean... He sent his only son to die for us. Now, I don't know about you, but I've got two girls. I think we've made that pretty known. Today's her birthday, in case you didn't know. So many presents at the house, I can't even, I don't even know what to do, okay? But thank you so much, I'm so thankful. Having said that, I've got two girls, and listen, I want to know everything about them. I want to know how they feel, what they like, what hurts. God does the same thing for us. He wants to know all that stuff about us now here's the thing here's the trick He knows <laughs> he knows he knows the hairs on her head every single one of them but here's the thing He wants you to come to him talk to him about it. He wants you to confront him now back to the story before I get on a off to the side on a rabbit's trail the man named Shemai who who uh, restricted is he's restricted as to his home now I've done some studies I wonder well that's an odd verse there we don 't know why i don't think Tom might can chime in here i don't studies never really said why i couldn't find it anywhere but he's restricted to his home okay and to my knowledge i've done a little extra study and this is the only time his name's mentioned in the Bible and i don't know about you, but if this is the only time my name was mentioned in the bible i don't want it to be trying to trick one of god 's people okay I hope i 'm the the person, when they put Brian Hubbard in there, it, it's something special. You know, it's not what Shemai, I'm going to try to say, Shemiah, tries to say, okay? Now, he tries to lure Nehemiah into the temple. We're kind of walking through this. Nehemiah's a pretty smart guy, though. He knows he can't go there because at, at this time in Scripture, you had to be a priest to enter the temple. So he knows uh, that this story sounds a little fishy. So his response... Should a man like me run away? Hmm. How can someone like me enter a temple and live? I will not go. Now here's some life application. That's such a strong statement of courage, I believe. How many times in your life, and I want to go to the teens for a minute. Is there any teens in here? Any of my kids that I do on Sunday night? Oh, I see a few. Thank you, Charles. Prince back there, he's got his ears attentive this morning. Listen. There's going to be peer pressure in your life to do something. Get in a car with somebody that's under the influence. Jerk out your cell phone and do something you probably shouldn't. I don't know what it is, okay? Say no. Say no. I hate to, I hate to keep bringing this thing. What WWJD, what would Jesus do at that moment? And as adults, it's the same for us. We're faced with the same thing. Faced with the same thing. Many a times I think I could have got ahead in life, money-wise, if I would have just did this. Let's be more like Nehemiah, okay? Nehemiah was so intact that the devil knew he couldn't really get to Nehemiah, okay, just by tearing down the wall. He knew he was out. But here's the thing about the way the devil works, okay? He knew the wall was a sign of strength. He knew that God was rising up his people because of the wall, because of the protection. Me and Miss Kim talked about this just a few days ago. So he comes from a different angle. Okay? 2 Corinthians, check this out. Verse 11, 13 through 15. Chapter 11, I'm sorry, verses 13 through 15. This opened my eyes when I found this this week. Thinking about Nehemiah and all these people that's against him. They act like his friends, yet they're not. They act like they're priests and they're giving him false information. Check this out. For such people are false apostles, deceitful workers, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, they, he, he gets a little excited, And no wonder, for Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So it is no great surprise if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. Their end will be according to their work. Hmm. See, Nehemiah knew that this guy was hired. He said he was hired so he would. I would be intimidated to do as he suggested, sin and get a bad reputation and discredit me. You know, a lot of times as Christians, we get one shot. Can I get amen? One shot to a non-Christian. That's maybe all you have. I think in this morning's prayer was we may be the Bible, the... The only Bible that they read. They'll say, if well, that's the way Christians are, I don't want no part of that. I've heard that come from somebody's mouth. And it kind of broke my heart. So as Christians, we've got to understand our reputation is important. I said this in the walking worthy uh, message about a year ago this time. Your reputation will go further than you do. I don't know how many times people say, I've heard of him, never met him. So they're gonna have an idea about you before you ever get to them, okay? <laughs> Nehemiah knew that these, even these false, these religious leaders were giving him false inf- reports, okay, information. They were leading him to do wrong. How many people have heard of like sheep in wolves clothing, or wolves in sheep's clothing? That's, that's the way these guys were, okay? And Nehemiah knew that if he entered the temple, he would break the law. That, I mean, that's what would happen. He was breaking the law at the time. But more importantly, what I found as a good example was what example would that have been for God if Nehemiah would have took off and ran and hid while his people were being attacked? Is that what you want your leader of your schools, your leader of your country, or whatever your leader is, to go and hide when times get tough? I can just see it now. If there was Facebook back then. Where's Nehemiah at? Oh, he's, he's chilling in the temple. They know they can't go in there and get him, you know. They can't do that. That'd be all over. That'd be an open letter, wouldn't it? That'd be all over social media. Here's what I knew about Nehemiah after studying this week. He was good at two things. Standing up for God's people. And as I mentioned before, he was good at praying. But here's the third thing I, I talked to Tom about a few weeks ago. <clears throat> All that's great, standing up for the right thing, okay? We want to do that. We want to pray. But we've got to act on it too, guys and girls. We have got to act. We've got to go. We have got to go and do something about it. Now, do I mean go and do something without obviously praying and out of God's will? No, I'm not saying that. How many people had God lay something on their heart or in their mind and think about something? How many times have you missed that and not went? This week, I, I kind of missed one. I did. But I backtrack, and luckily enough, God gave me a window, and that person said, thank you for this. Thank you. I almost missed my opportunity, okay? God blesses obedience. Hear me out. God blesses obedience. That takes me to my second point. God does the impossible. Verse fifteen says the wall was completed in fifty two days, on the twentieth. Hold on, on the twenty fifth day of the month of Elul. I'm trying. When our enemies heard this, all the surrounding nations were intimidated and lost their confidence, for they realized that this task had been accomplished by our God. During those days, the nobles of Judah sent many letters to Tobiah, and Tobiah's letters came to them. For many in Judah were bound by oath to him, since he was the son-in-law of Shekaniah, son of Ara, and, son of, and his son, Johanan, had married the daughter of Meshulah, son of Berechiah. These nobles kept mentioning Tobiah's good deeds to me, <laughs> uh, and they reported my words to him, and Tobiah sent letters to intimidate me. It's funny. Just when he got it built and you thought it was over. You know, we should be singing with joy, shouting with joy, singing the Lord's name. Except this kind of wasn't the case. If we go back to verse 16, it says, When our enemies heard this, all the surrounding nations were intimidated and lost their confidence. For they realized that this task had been accomplished by our God. I love this picture. Even Nehemiah knew, you all. That without God, this task could not be completed. It's over. It's done. I believe a lot of us are faced with that situation today in our lives. There's something in front of us that, I'm telling you now, if you don't face it with God, you're not going to make it. Amen? If you don't face it with God, you're not going to make it. I couldn't help but to think of this song. Me and Brother Paul, this is a staple to us. Paul, if you don't mind, I'm going to. If you mind, I apologize. That's the freedom up here you get, I guess, Paul. When Paul's mother was having trouble, and of course I, I'd been there with infertility. Y'all have to help me because I'm not a great singer, but we're going to sing together this morning. There was this song called Through the Fire that uh, I think either Paul told Rosetta or Rosetta told Paul. And uh, when they told me, it was such an uplifting uh, song. But the chorus goes like this, and if y'all going to Hope you can see that because I'm a terrible singer. But when I thought of Nehemiah, this is the song that hit me that I thought of. It's called Through the Fire. It says, he never promised that the cross would not get heavy and the hill would not be hard to. Amen. He never. He's coming to remember when you stand in the valley of the seas and the up. Amen. Amen, thank you. I couldn't have sang that held it together. Thank you very much. Just like Nehemiah, at this point, the devil has tried everything. Now he's turned to the political game. If I can't get to him, the devil says, I know somebody who can. So he's having all his family members, members that's intertwined trying to attack him from every different angle. And I don't know about you, but this is real stuff that happens every day. Every day. If the devil can't get to you, He'll use your closest people. He will. It may be a bad day that they're having, you know, and it just, it just hits you and bring you down. But as Christians and church members, guys, we've got to stick together. We have to bond together, strengthen each other. You have a purpose. If you hear me this morning, you have a purpose. God has a huge role for you. He does. And I know this because God sent his only son to die for you, for me. The Bible says while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So in closing, I want to just kind of wrap this up real quick. Whoever's singing, you can make your way. We may be two minutes. We may be five. I, I don't know. But when I think about point two, when God does the impossible... I couldn't help but to think about Nehemiah and Jesus and what Jesus did on that cross. You know, when you go back to verse 3 in chapter 6, they sent letters and messages to Nehemiah. Hey, come down here. We'd like to talk to you. Verse 3 says, Nehemiah responded, So I sent them messengers to them saying, I'm doing important work. I cannot come down. The parallel of that's beautiful. When you look at Mark 15, verses 29 through 32, those who passed by were yelling insults at him, Jesus Christ, shaking their heads, saying, Ha! The one who would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days. Save yourself by coming down from the cross. In the same way, the chief priests and the scribes were mocking him among themselves, saying, He saved others, but he cannot save himself. Let the Messiah, the King of Israel, come down now from the cross so that we may see and believe even those who were crucified with him, taunted him. You see, our Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior, our Savior was in that very same position as Nehemiah while being mocked and ridiculed on the cross by Jesus simply staying there and hanging there and taking the nails for us he simply said I cannot come down I'm doing great work Nehemiah says I can't come down I'm doing great work you know who that great work is right here you are the reason he hung there by the blood of Jesus. And I knew if Steve Sizemore was here, I'd get me a, that's right. It's about that blood. By the blood of Jesus, the impossible was overcame. Because of Jesus' love for us. Let me close in prayer. Father, I thank you so much. I can't, I can't even begin to, uh. To soak it in, that you, God, would love me, a sinner, the way you do, Father. That uh, you could have come off that cross with a blink of an eye, with a with a short breath, with a snap of the fingers. But you said, "Not my will, but His." That the Savior of the world would come down from the right hand of God and He would come and and be sinless in a world full of it. Father leading, guide us, help us see what you see. Break our hearts for what breaks yours, Lord. Let us not be distracted. Let us stay focused. Let it not be about us. God, it's not about us. It's about you. Lord, change our hearts. If we're saved here this morning, give us vision. Give us a burden. Give us the courage to make a commitment and say no to the things that don't matter. Father, if we're not saved here this morning, all we have to do, Father, we can stand where we're at or come to this altar. God, and just admit that we are a sinner need saved by Jesus Christ believe it in our heart confess it to the Lord above that you are the son of man that you hung on the cross for us that you could have come down off that cross but yet in your free will you chose to stay just like in our free will we can choose Jesus you tell us the way, the truth, and the lie no one can come to the Father Step through to him. Jesus, we thank You so much. It's in Your name that we pray. Amen. Thanks again for tuning in today. And remember, the greatest decision that you could ever make is to place your faith in Jesus Christ for salvation and begin a personal relationship with Him. Again, thanks for listening. God bless.